Did you ever have someone ask you, why'd you stay? Why did you stay with someone who was abusive? Why did you stay with someone who made your life awful? Why did you stay so long with a narcissist? A lot of times these are questions that people will ask you and people sometimes will judge you and kind of like come at you and several times like wonder like, doesn't even make sense. Like, are you crazy? Are you okay? Like, why did you actually stay in that? And the hard part, as you who have gone through the situation, it gets confusing because you look back at the situation, you look back at the red flags that you see now and you're like, you know, I'm not sure why I did stay. I'm not sure why I stayed in that relationship when I knew I wasn't being loved. I knew I wasn't being respected. I knew it wasn't being like an honest relationship going on. Like, I'm not even sure why. Do you ever have those people ask that? Do you ever feel that judgment or that pressure in one sense of like, this is what's actually going on? Like, wait a second, I stayed, but I shouldn't have. A lot of times people struggle with that. Now, I want to dive into a couple things today of some of the reasons why you stay. Some of the reasons why you stay stuck with a narcissist and hopefully some reasons you can send to maybe some friends and family of saying, hey, this is why I stayed. So they understand. A lot of times that's the part that people don't get is why you stayed with a narcissist. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms, drop nuggets of truth every single day. So check out uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn. Just look at us up under Raw Motivations. Maybe you're driving, you want to listen to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Raw Motivations there as well. Maybe you want to hear the Weiss perspective. That's a new one that a lot of people have been asking about recently. So we've been able to log in and be able to have you understand that on our new podcast called Trauma, Drama, and Life. It's under Apple Podcasts. Just look up Trauma, Drama, and Life. We'd love to have you interact there. It gives you a small like glimpse into our life and some of the journeys and the travels and the crazy stuff that's happened to be able to explain to you guys. So we'd love to have you check that out. Uh, you guys have been showing a lot of love on that and feel free to drop us some comments on what you'd like to hear as well. Anyways, um, real quick, NARC app. If you haven't had a chance to be able to check it out, just go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com. Got a couple exciting things coming out there. I uh, want to be able to just let you know about that, the community, the weekly lives, the monthly coaching, all that kind of stuff is happening. So check that out. If you want to talk to me or if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, would love to interact with you. Love to help coach you through the trombone, through the rumination and the detox phase, and also how to set up boundaries so you don't go back and so you don't go with another narcissist or another toxic person down the road. Then go to rawmotivations.com, click the link down below. Would love to talk to you there. Anyways, why'd you stay? Why did you stay with a narcissist? Why did you stay with a toxic person? So many people like talk about that. And the problem is they minimize the abuse that's actually happening. You, like, you minimize it, other people minimize it. And I think it comes up first and foremost to be able to say, hey, narcissistic abuse is real. Like it's very real. It destroys people, destroys relationships. It really does hurt a lot mentally, emotionally, physically. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But the thing is, people normally think like, how could you stay in that? And they and they think that you started the relationship and that person started off being abusive like day one. And that's really never the case. And typically getting involved with a narcissist, it starts off really great, really awesome, really wonderful, and then slowly starts to fade, slowly switches into an aspect of being abusive, of being manipulative, of being controlling. It's something that slowly creeps in over time. Especially if you're with a covert narcissist, you might have had not a huge moment of like it really changed. 
Some people have those those instant changes with um, with moving in together, with with engagement, with marriage, with a baby. Like some of those have like pivotal moments that change the perspective that the narcissist has on you, and then it starts the devaluation, the discard. Other times it starts off very slow and very minute. You see this a lot of times with covert narcissists, where there's small like put downs. There's different things that they discredit you. They show, hey, you're not valid in what you're thinking. You're not actually smart enough. You're not wise enough. Then let's play off of your insecurities to make sure that you stay under control. Sometimes you'll see it with dog whistling, where a narcissist will beat you down in private, mentally and emotionally, and then say something in public that makes you react, makes you kind of blow up or come at them or whatever it might be. And everybody else is like, whoa, like they seem like the normal person talking about the narcissist, and then you seem like the crazy one. You see, the thing with covert narcissism being in those relationships, one, they normally last longer. And two, they normally last to a place where it's so good at the beginning that it feels like bad to be able to say like, oh, this isn't working or this is actually getting really abusive. And a lot of times people doubt actually their own voice and their own gut instincts because of the fact that it's been so amazing at the beginning and they start blaming themselves. With covert narcissists, a lot of times people look from the outside and they just think, it's not so bad. Maybe because they saw a dog whistling moment. Maybe because all they see is the covert narcissist and their mask. Like the great aspect of how amazing, how wonderful they might be. How they show up, how they serve, how they help, how they connect with all these other people. But they don't see the small things they do to you over a period of time. The problem is they might think that you might think that you're overreacting. That Well, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe I shouldn't have to worry about it. Maybe it's just something that's going on. Maybe it's maybe it's something that I've done because I, it was so great at the beginning. Now it's not so great. I feel uncomfortable saying something to someone. And if you're in a relationship where the other person, the narcissist, the toxic person, like limits you and says you can't tell people our problems, you can't try to get help, you can't try to get support, it's a big red flag. It's a, probably a big sign that you need to find someone, you need to get community, you need to find someone to help you process it because they might be keeping you under lock and key with maybe word sound, with gaslighting, with any type of distortion of your reality. And oftentimes when you're with a narcissist, you get to the place where you think you're crazy, where you think you get to the place of like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I guess this is just what I'm supposed to do. Well, let's dive into a couple of things that people say of the reasons why they stay. And I want to give you some of the logic behind it. Okay. One of the first ones is it's not that bad. A lot of times when people are with a covert narcissist, they put it down. Sometimes it's because they've already come from a narcissistic family. They've already come from people that have already like bred that into them of like, this is love, how we control you, how we manipulate, how we shame you. This is love. And as a result, they go out and they get with a narcissist and they're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. It's really not that bad because it's the same as what I've experienced. The problem is, is when you compare your current situation to a past toxic situation, you still are in the toxic stuff. Like there's not really a change in what you're actually looking at. And you can't get out of that mindset. So you change your mindset and understand, hey, I have to stop minimizing the stuff that's been happening and actually show, hey, this is real. This has been happening and this is not what a healthy relationship looks like. Sometimes people say they have to stay and they have to say, I have to be here for the kids. Like we have to keep some semblance of the relationship or the marriage together because with with leaving, it's going to hurt them so much. And like, I have to make sure I hold it together. So I'll sacrifice myself in one sense to keep that relationship, to keep that connection for the kids. 
The problem with that thought process is you're actually hurting the kids way more than you're helping them. Bringing them up in toxicity, bringing them up in a home that shows the kids that you're okay with that abuse and that they should be too. Sometimes people say it's just like small things. Like it's nothing big. They're not really like, they're not hitting me. They're not abusing me in that way. Like it's, it's nothing big. And the thing is it builds up over time. It builds up over time to a place where a lot of times they'll get to where you react to abuse, where you respond so negatively, where you explode, where you get frustrated because they're silent, because you can't get through, because they keep putting you down, but they keep saying stuff about your intelligence or your job or money or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden you explode. A lot of times people say that they stay because the narcissist says that they're going to change. I'm going to stay because like they said they're going to work on it. They said they're going to get into counseling. They said they're going to go to AA. They said they're going to get clean. Like They said all these different things, and all this is a future fake. And the idea to extend their stay in your life, and so you hold on to it a little bit more of like, well, they said they're going to change. Well, they said that at this point like 300 times, but it hasn't happened, so it's just manipulation. Sometimes people stay in the relationship because they're like, well, they give me what I want sometimes. Like, we're okay sometimes. Like, it's not that bad. Like, it's okay. Like, we get along. Like, they, they show me love every once in a while. Like, it's not that bad. And what happens is people actually ascribe to getting breadcrumbed, of getting tiny little drops, tiny little pieces that you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And you're realizing you're still starving yourself from true love, true affection, and an honest relationship. The other two that people a lot of times say and then think is the aspect of, I don't think I could make it on my own. Like, I don't think I have the, the brains, the intelligence, the finances, the, the ability to do it. And the majority of the time, that's already been set up and that's abused by the narcissist. Putting you down, ripping away your self-confidence because they want to make sure that you know that you can't survive on your own because they own you. They control you. They are the ones that ha you have to come back to for everything. Don't you dare try to leave. Don't you dare try to step on your own. Don't you dare try to communicate to someone else because you are theirs. A big one that a lot of times people, people think of too is like, if I got out of this marriage, if I got out of this relationship, no one would want me. Because that's what they were told from that toxic person. So I leave. And they have to stay stuck in that aspect where their self-worth is beat down so much, they don't think they can get out and they don't think that they're worth it. They don't think that they're worth getting out. And you might know someone who doesn't see the type of abuse. Maybe they judge you. Maybe they judge someone else. You might want to send them this video or one of the other ones. Because being with a covert narcissist and the tiny abuse that comes with it that gets magnified over a period of time is a lot of times described as death by a thousand cuts. It's slow. It's painful. And it slowly imprisons you to only have the confidence and the worth to go to that narcissist and to be addicted to them versus being able to being able to interact with any other people, being able to go out, being able to be yourself, being able to have your self-worth, your self-confidence, your, your interaction with community and family. A lot of times they rip that all apart. But they do it in such a slow, small, minute way that you'd feel crazy if you walked away from someone that wasn't being that abusive.